When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into the VSIN Bet Center. I am Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado as we begin here with you on moving day. Yes, Saturday at the Masters. We've got Major League Baseball, NBA, hockey, basketball. Basketball and hockey really just a few weeks away from beginning their postseason. Baseball just a couple of days old. Golf's first major of the season. A lot of action going on. A lot of betting opportunities, Mr. Salinas. Long time no talk, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing great, Brady. I'm glad to see that you made it back in one piece from the great state of Louisiana, in particular New Orleans, <laughs> going out to the Final Four and completing that bucket list. So glad to be back on with you. You look great, partner. Ah, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I did that recap of the first round after Thursday at the Masters, and I sent it to you. I knew we'd yep. be doing the show together. Did you get down on anything? You sweating anything I- here on moving day? I did well. I'm not sweating anymore. The, I mean, the party was over here with the way Scotty Scheffler has been going, and so I'll preface this, Brady. You know full well that I am not a golf handicapper. I won't profess to be, nor am I going to start to bring that sport into my handicapping wheelhouse when it comes to sports betting. That's why I got you. That's why we got guys like Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann, so many smart guys and sharp guys that come on on Beeson.com and write it, do the write-ups like you do as well. Uh, but I did make some plays because I figured, you know, we're going to be on the air for. I'll be on the air for seven hours this weekend. I better have some kind of action to go. So I'm not a golf handicapper by any means. That's what I rely on you guys for. Here's where I'm at here. So I do have, so I, I was going to limit myself and, there, and we'll get into some discussions over the next four hours, Brady, because I think there's some things that from a, a sports betting perspective and, and a longtime sports better like myself that I'd like to bring out and that I'd like to share as this, as the show progresses, but trying to dial some things back now that college basketball has ended and it was a really great run for me. I had a lot of fun. It was a great tournament. And then we roll right into the masters and major league baseball starting. And it just, it's just this cycle that just never ends as a sports better right and sometimes you just have to take a, a kind of you get you, there's fatigue that sets in and there's a mental break that you have to take but 
knowing that we were going to be on the air and you are the guru of golf. I did follow you, so I did make some plays. I made some plays before the tournament started, so I did take Scheffler at 16-1. to Here's what I did, Brady. I just took a dime. I said, I'm just going to have, I'm just going to invest $1,000. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to be disciplined. I know we talk a lot about bankroll management and discipline, and I'm not one to profess that because that's really not my style when it comes to sports betting, but it will be for golf, so I put a dime in, and I did two, I said, I'm going to pick five guys, and I'm going to put $2 on each one of them. Scheffler's one of them, so great start for him. He's at 16-1. to 1. I also took McElroy. He's at 18-1. to 1. I don't know where he's standing now, but he's way down the, the bottom of the leaderboard. I did take Cantley. Cantley was at 20 to 1. I had Berger at 40 to 1. I also had Lowry at 40 to 1. And then what you sent me on that Friday morning made sense to me. I jumped on with Varner. So I did. Uh, so he was at 100 to 1. I tried to get in for another $2 with Varner and then uh, had some discussions with said book that I'm working with. And we worked some things out. And fortunately, they didn't have to go call their legal counsel. And my family didn't have to call Chico's bail bonds for my sake. So everything parted <laughs> ways and was just fine. So I got $2 on Varner at 80 to 1. I don't know what happened to him. I think he spiraled out of there. So right now, I'm sitting here with Scheffler. That's the shortest odds that I have. Everything else was kind of, like I said, 18, 20, 40, and 80 to 1. So I do have a ticket on Scheffler at 16 to 1. But again, didn't put a whole lot of investment in here. Just something to have fun with and something to discuss with you throughout the day. Well, good move putting some money on Scotty Scheffler. Obviously, that's easy to say now. And uh, he recovers from a poor drive on the 13th hole. He had to lay up and then made an excellent chip shot and tapped in for a birdie at the par 5 13th. So he is back to 11 under par. He makes up for that bogey that he got at number 12 and back out to a four-stroke lead over Cameron Smith, who birdied the 15th. Cameron Smith, I do have a pre-tournament future on at 40 to 1. I bet him way back in January when he was uh, at the midway point leading the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. And after he won that tournament, he went down to about 25 to 1 to win the Masters. Then when he won the Players' Championship, he went down to about 15 to 1. So I'm glad I got him at a great number, and it looks like he just bogeyed number 16. So now a five-shot advantage once again. For Scotty Scheffler, too bad there. It looked like Cameron Smith was really on a roll, but he drops a shot at the 16th, the par three. He'll have two very difficult closing holes in 17 and 18. Of course, he double bogeyed the 18th hole on his round on Thursday and then came back on Friday and birdied it. We'll see what he can do with 17 and 18 today. Charles Schwartzel is six back at five under par. Shane Lowry had it to five under at one point, but has dropped a couple shots. He's now back to even par on his round and minus three for the tournament. Uh, I actually got Shane Lowry probably, I want to say, six weeks to two months ago at 100 to one. And boy, the guy has really been uh, a great surprise here and came through with a terrific round of 68 on Friday. But he's given a couple back here on the back nine. Hopefully he can get hot the last five holes. And you know what I'm really looking for, James, is I would like to have a couple of my guys just within four strokes of the leader on Sunday. I think four strokes is not insurmountable on Masters Sunday. Would it be somebody like Shane Lowry? Because I have that one, too, at 40 to 1. And and I saw your write-ups as well as, as Humans and, and Reynolds the other day. And I saw Cam Smith, and it was there, and you guys had him at big numbers, and he was 14 to 1 at the time. And it's one of those where, oh, I could have had such a much better number. And, yeah, that was quite a while ago. So I did not play that one there with Cam Smith. But I think once you get into Sunday, and I'm going to rely on you for a lot of this, and I think you know me when it comes to handicapping sports, I'm really the eye test guy, and a lot of it is very situational. Uh, it's very psychological with players. And having to now you're going in because this is basically, right, the Super Bowl of golf. Well, you're going to be going into the fourth quarter, in a sense, going into Sunday uh, for the final round, the fourth round here. How much of this, when you start to break down not only the, where these guys have been, how they've been playing, but then the mental makeup of these players, how does that factor into your handicap when you go into the last round of the Masters? Well, I think it's huge. Uh, I mean, we saw Greg Norman with a six-shot lead going into the final round at Augusta, the guy that wanted a green jacket maybe more than anybody. He was, uh, I believe, the number one player in the world at the time, had a six-shot lead over Nick Faldo in 1996 going into the final round and ended up losing by 
five shots. He completely crumbled on that Sunday. So, yeah, and we've seen Tiger Woods, the polar opposite, where the mental makeup of the big cat is just completely unflappable. And I'll tell you what, Scotty Scheffler looks pretty unflappable right now as well. The one thing about Scheffler, he's played almost flawlessly for three days. Now, he had a little bit of a hiccup there at 12, had a little bit of a hiccup off the tee at 13, but then comes back and recovers and ends up makes a birdie. So uh, this guy has certainly shown that, uh, you know, he has that demeanor where he seems so calm. He's just kind of, you know, chuckling with his caddy a little bit. He seems very relaxed. And I know this guy has won three times in the last eight weeks or so. Uh, You know, certainly one of the hottest players on the planet. But has he ever had a four or five or six shot lead, whatever it's going to be, going into the final round of a major championship? And not only a major, but the Masters. You know, maybe the most prestigious of them all anyway. Maybe not the most difficult. You know, we we can say each, each major really has different characteristics. But there's really nothing like the stage of the back nine on Sunday at Augusta National. And I think this young man has the stones to do it. But um, we're gonna sh- just going to have to see how close the competitors come today. And again, I think four strokes is the number. Inside of four strokes, you really got a tournament on your hands. But four strokes is probably the number where Scotty's either going to win it pretty handily or it's going to get dicey at times over the course of the 18 holes on Sunday. Well, and I think right now, at least what I'm seeing, he's got a five-stroke lead. He's... 13 holes so if that's the case he's going to have to give something back because the way that he's playing now with with most all the other competitors starting to wind down their 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 round today not that many holes left to make up ground so it's more so at this case here with Sheffler you talked about him being unflappable it seems like more so he's going to lose this rather than somebody else is going to win this obviously with such a big lead I just wonder with golf because it's it's you know, it's four days, and so now you go into the clubhouse, and you're going to spend the night. you you got to go to sleep tonight. Is The momentum, we, we talk a lot about momentum. We know momentum's a real thing in so many sports, football, basketball, you name it. Momentum really is something that you can take advantage of, especially in the live market. But in this case here, where's the what happens to the momentum that we've seen throughout the first three days? Because he's having a, a, a really good round today, too. But now all of that stops. And now the mental aspect of having to take about 12 hours off to, to go in and, and have to have this sitting in your mindset and your shoulders, talking about his mental makeup, of the fact that he's been winning the way that he has, obviously not to this level of the Masters, but the way that he's been winning, I mean, that does breed confidence. And I guess for young players, everybody's got to win their first one at some point here. And at this case here, thinking about for Scotty Scheffler and the mindset going into Sunday, uh, if there's somebody within four strokes, do you still even give him a shot? Maybe somebody like Lowry, even though he's eight strokes back. Somebody that seems to have what I saw with Shane Lowry is he seems to have fun out there on the course. He doesn't seem like he puts a lot of pressure on himself, and maybe that's a good mindset going into the final round. I would agree with you, and Shane Lowry also is battle-tested. He's played in Ryder Cups. He won a major championship a few years ago, won the British Open at Royal Portrush in his home country of Ireland, and he has also won World Golf Championships. This guy is absolutely a world-class player, and one of the reasons I liked him here is because he's a really good player in the wind, and you know, unfortunately today he's just at even par, but he really showed his prowess for being able to play in the wind on Friday with a four under par 68. Scotty Scheffler, an odds on favorite right now at BetMGM, minus 400 to win the Masters. Cameron Smith, the next choice at five to one. And then it really falls off a cliff. Charles Schwartzel at 25 to one, Shane Lowry at 25 to one, and then Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson all the way to 80 to one. Shane Lowry may have done something here on the course because, oh, no, no, I was looking at the wrong guy. I saw Schwartzel at five. I thought maybe Lowry made an eagle, but uh, he made a par apparently at 14. He will head to the par five, which is certainly a birdie opportunity hole, and maybe that's why they lowered the odds on him. When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball and basketball. We've got some NBA and some hockey. They've just dropped the puck in Nashville. They also just tipped off in Memphis, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Both teams currently in the playoff picture, both on the hardwood and on the ice. We'll see if these teams can hang on as the seasons wind down in both the NHL and the NBA. We'll be right back with more of the Bet Center.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital Major League Baseball guide is available at vcin.com, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's Major League Baseball futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today to get full access to vcin through the NFL draft for only $19 at vcin.com slash spring. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the VEASAN Bet Center. Scotty Scheffler with a five-stroke advantage at moving day at the Masters. He's at 11 under par through 13. He's headed to the par 14th hole, the par 4 14th hole. Cameron Smith onto the par 4 17th hole. He's at six under, five shots back. Charles Schwartzel, who is in the final pairing with Scotty Scheffler. He's at five under par for the tournament. Shane Lowry at three under par. Corey Connors and Sunjay M at two under par. And then Justin Thomas, along with Dustin Johnson at one under par. Johnson birdies the 18th hole for an even par round. So Johnson goes into Sunday in red numbers, but a lot of ground to make up for the 2020 Masters champion, Dustin Johnson. On the ice, the Predators and the Panthers just underway five minutes in, and the Panthers are already on the board. They were minus 130 favorites on the opener. And how about this total of seven goals between this team? If you played the under, you're happy to see that goal on the board already for the Florida Panthers, the number one seed currently in the Eastern Conference. An NBA game also just tipping off. At 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern in Memphis, the Grizzlies, the number two seed in the Western Conference, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Grizzlies opened as a six and a half point favorite in this one with a total of 230 and a half. Right now, Memphis out in front, six to five, and the in game price on Memphis is laying seven and a half to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are currently the 10 seed in the play-in round. It is possible that the San Antonio Spurs could catch them in the final two games of the season here and possibly shake up that play-in round draw. James, have you done anything with the NBA in those last couple games of the regular season, or are you setting your sights on the postseason, and, and will you get involved in the postseason of the NBA? Oh, I'll definitely get involved in the postseason. No, I really haven't been. We talk about my lack of discipline when it comes to sports betting, but I am very disciplined when it comes to playing certain sports. 
And for me, it's pretty cyclical. When we get to the NFL season, for the majority of my, I would say 95% of my bets are strictly related to the NFL. Once the NFL is over, then I'd say probably 90% of my bets are around college basketball, post-Super Bowl. Then once we get to the NBA playoffs, that's when I really dig in and start to play play in the NBA and start betting on basketball. So I really haven't done much of any basketball to, to that extent. Looking at this game here, key for me was looking at the Grizzlies and the Pelicans was John Morant going to get out on the court? He's been out for about three weeks with that knee injury, and he is out there on the court. He did. He was in the starting lineup today for John Morant, and obviously for the Grizzlies, they're locked in to that number two seed. So really, just trying to get Morant a little competitive action out there since he's been gone for for the last three weeks. And then on the other side here with the and we and we know the NBA, it's always about motive, right? Uh, that's the thing, Brady. When we're trying to, if you're trying to bet regular season NBA, especially in 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 2022 now and where the NBA has gone over the last few years, the load management and those types of things, trying to find out who's got the motive, who's actually going to be on the court. That's that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of effort and energy. And you know, there's only so much within my lane as a sports better to go. And and I'm going to stay focused on where we're at for college basketball, but. For the Pelicans, their magic number is just one. They win today against Memphis, and they will clinch that nine seed and host the Spurs for that play-in game on Wednesday. So motive is definitely there for the Pelicans as far as wanting to host that first play-in game coming up next week. Uh, but on the other side, I think getting dialed in for the playoffs. You think about the the run that the Grizzlies went on last year and losing to the Jazz in the playoffs, but really gave a great effort, competitive round, beating the Warriors in that play-in game back last year and then the emergence of John Morant we just started to get a glimpse of him last year but this team now how how tough they are not only for Morant but so many players that can break you down off the dribble and that's kind of what the NBA has turned into Brady it's a three-point shooting contest and a free throw shooting contest and then a one-on-one can I break your my man down and get to the cup and create help and and drive draw dish that's what Memphis excels at so they're going to be a tough out once we get to the playoffs next week Yeah, uh, let's uh, dive into the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit further here, James. They have absolutely been a thorn in the Golden State Warriors' side, and you mentioned that playoff win last year over Golden State. That was kind of the coming-out party, I think, for Ja Morant and this Grizzlies team, and now they've overtaken the Warriors in the Western Conference standings. You mentioned they are currently locked into the two-seed there behind Phoenix. It almost seems like Golden State struggles with Memphis more so than they do with the Phoenix Suns. Now, Golden State for a long period of time was missing Draymond Green. He had a back issue. He has come back into action. He seems to be 100% healthy. And now Steph Curry is on the shelf. And I kind of believe that even if Steph Curry could play these last couple of games, they're letting him sit on the sidelines and rest him for the postseason. I wonder if this Warriors team can flip the switch and get back to where they were in the first half of the season, even before Klay Thompson had come back. They were really on a roll and uh, since Draymond's injury, really, in the second half of the season, uh, they've been, uh, you know, seemingly playing 500 basketball or worse. And uh, that's, of course, when Memphis took them over. Do you think the Warriors can make any noise? It looks like they'll be uh, in Denver, at least for a couple of nights, to take on the Nuggets right there in your backyard, uh, the three against the six. Do you think they can make any noise in the Western Conference side of the playoffs? Think about the psyche of the Warriors. You've got champions on that team. You mentioned Steph Curry and Klay Thompson coming back finally after the last few years of all the injuries he's suffered through, and he's not going to be the same player that he was when they were making their championship runs. But the the mental aspect of those two players, along with Draymond Green, those guys are going to be a tough out. These are champions, and the the pride of a champion will show out over the course of a, of a seven-game series. The, the key for me is, is trying to, with the Warriors, it's all about the health. It's the physical aspect of it. It's not the mental makeup of that team. We know they're gonna, they've been battle-tested, and that's not a team that's, that's going to fold under questioning. That team will compete. I just have concerns about because they have, you know, they've a lot of playoff miles. And I think that's the the thing you have to consider when you any of these kind of teams and these players in particular for the Warriors, Brady, is the the intensity of those playoffs over the course of the year, going deep, winning the championships, going to the finals so many times. Like that's a lot of wear and tear on their body, not from a physical standpoint, because you're playing at such a high level. Every possession, there's so much on each possession, so so much effort and energy expended out there. That's my concern for the Warriors is, is do we see, and we see this in, in the NBA, right? It's, the veterans play out, but then eventually the bodies start to break down and they go south, and then the next generation of young guns come in. 
is that going to be the Memphis Grizzlies? You look at the makeup of that roster, and you have players obviously like John Morant, but also Dylan Brooks finally getting back. He missed quite a while this season for the Grizzlies, but he's another player with a good mid-range game, has the ability to break you down off the dribble, plays with confidence, shoots the ball with confidence. Desmond Bain has been shooting the ball well. Jaron Jackson Jr., hopefully defensive player of the year. I think we have JVT coming on later today. Definitely want to get his thoughts about that, but uh, the, this, the youth of that team, the experience that they brought from last year's playoff run, ultimately losing to the Jazz. Yeah, they're not going to meet in that first round, or will they be? If, if for the if the seating plays out, that's what that's going to look like. It's going to be Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies, with the Grizzlies holding home court. I don't even know if home court really matters in the NBA at this point anymore. Uh, but can the Warrior do? Can they make some noise? Absolutely. I just think can their bodies hold up and make a longer run? That's the bigger question mark for me. I'd have to side no. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I uh, think I read recently, you know, it's been the last six, seven years where the Warriors have made so many playoff runs that you alluded to. I think they have essentially played an additional season's worth of games than just about any other team in the NBA. Scotty Scheffler bogeys the 14th hole. It is back to a four-shot advantage over Cameron Smith. Charles Schwartzel also bogeys the 14th, so he's at four under par. Soon J.M. moves to three under. He's even par on his round now. Uh, got off to an awful start, but he has recovered nicely. Soon J.M. now tied for fourth at three under par. Shane Lowry also still at three under par. Major League Baseball going on. The Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees win the opener in walk-off fashion and extra innings over the Bo Sox in round one and round two currently going to the Yankees right now four to two up on Boston in the seventh inning. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Oakland Athletics, four to one Phillies right now in the eighth inning. Philly at the plate in in Philly there at home. Uh, that is the bottom of the eighth inning, four to one. They lead Oakland and the San Francisco Giants got a walk-off win in their home opener against the Miami Marlins. They're currently trailing in the seventh inning there in San Francisco, two to one. And the Cleveland Guardians are underway with the Kansas City Royals pitching a shutout there all the way into the eighth inning the Guardians and the Royals tied at 0-0 this is the bottom of the eighth inning with Kansas City coming to bat the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals will go in about 35 minutes from now and we will get a preview on that one also the Cincinnati Reds and the Atlanta Braves also coming up in a little more than a half hour from now we'll take a look at game three of that series as well when we come back on the other side we're going to talk a little more golf with uh, an extensive professional handicapper and better all over the place with all different kinds of sports and boy is he good at it it's our friend Paul Stone that will join us inside the Bet Center next right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I'm live at the Circa Casino in downtown Las Vegas, and my partner James Salinas live via Denver, Colorado. And we are now joined by a man that is live from Texas, our friend Paul Stone, a frequent contributor here on the VSIN network, a expert college football handicapper. And I'll tell you what, if you didn't know, Paul Stone is also excellent in handicapping golf. And Paul, you have told me for years, you have this reputation as a great professional better and a, and a great professional handicapper but I don't think there's a lot of people that know golf is really one of your strengths as far as betting and handicapping well yeah I mean I, I love handicapping first of all great being on with you guys you know golf's a sport that I've really concentrated on the last uh, three or four years and um, you know have seen some real good results this year has not gone as well as I would like at this point to be frank about it the Masters has been pretty good to me so far. Obviously, so much can happen, uh, not only the rest of the round today, but certainly on Sunday. Those of us who bet golf know what a what a sweat it can be and what a roller coaster it can be. But, uh, yeah, I've spent a lot of time uh, handicapping golf tournaments and really enjoy uh, handicapping PGA. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about, of course, the 86th edition of the Masters. Scotty Scheffler bogeyed the 14th hole, and he had to lay up on 15. Obviously, he's going to have a 100-some yard chip to that green over the creek, and he'll try and stuff it in close and make birdie and get back to 11 under par there. Cameron Smith is playing the 18th hole, and currently the live odds, Paul, at BetMGM, Scotty Scheffler is minus 275 to slip on a green jacket. Cameron Smith, not that far behind at plus 340. That's got to tell me that he's in pretty good shape on the 18th hole. I was talking with James earlier when we opened up the program, Paul. I think if there's a four-shot margin between Scheffler and the next closest pursuer, that we've got it. We've got a shot on our hands for some drama on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, to this point, obviously, you know, today was the day uh, if we wanted to be assured of a climactic uh, finish, finish, so to speak, you know, Scheffler was going to need to come back to the field a little bit, and he just really hadn't uh, taken in much water. You know, he did uh, – uh, Smith pulled within three shots, you know, uh, about an hour ago, 30 minutes ago, and then uh, Scheffler promptly birdies the, the par 5 uh, 13th, and then Smith a few minutes later, you know, misses about a seven-footer for par, so the lead's back to five. But four as we speak. But Cameron Smith, I mean, like you said, this guy, other than – the second round, you know, he didn't play that well. Uh, shot two over 74, I believe. Had the bookend double bogeys his opening round on Thursday, uh, double bogeying both one and, and 18. Other than that, and you've got to count those holes, but other than that, he has been, he's been spot on. I mean, he is playing with a lot of confidence as well. And, uh, you know, if that leads just four, um, you know, we might have some drama. You guys have, have followed this stuff as long as I have. And, you know, somebody makes a bogey and a uh, little angst. Uh, creeps in and, and things can get interesting in a hurry on the golf course, especially one like Augusta National. Well, Paul, so great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be able to speak with you. I think this is the first time we've been able to to connect alive and, and talk about sports betting. In this case here, we're talking about the Masters. And, Paul, for you, betting betting on the Masters – can you, can you take me into the inside a little bit of your handicap? I'm not a, I'm not a golf handicapper whatsoever. I rely on folks like yourself and Brady and Wes and Matt and all the smart guys that we got here at the network. But you, you just mentioned confidence. And you were talking about Scotty Scheffler and the confidence that he was bringing into this tournament. And that's the psychological piece when we're talking about golf or any other sport, right? It's kind of the intangible handicap to really look at the mental makeup of, in this case here, an individual player through golf and Scotty Scheffler. How much of that? That plays into your handicap not only before a, ma- a tournament starts, but in this case here, if you're looking to get involved either live in game or ready to bet the last round tomorrow comes Sunday, the mental makeup and what you've seen from players if throughout their history and their past, and how might that might play into your handicap. Well, certainly, James. First of all, great to to be talking with you as well. But you know, Scotty Scheffler's recent form. I mean, uh, before you know, until about a month and a half, two months ago, you know, he was the the best golfer on tour who had never won a, a PGA Tour event, and now he comes into the Masters having won three of his last five tournaments. So his recent form, uh, tremendous entering this golf tournament. Uh, he played extremely well in the majors last year. I think he tied for 19th in the Masters and maybe every other major. He might have been in the, I think he was in the top 10 for sure, maybe the top eight. So he was a guy who, I don't play a whole lot of futures, but I played him at, at 26 to one. So I have a ticket on on Scotty, but looking at handicapping this tournament uh, specifically, I mean, you look at those key metrics and key metrics for uh, Augusta would be strokes gained, uh, own approach is one that seems to be critical. Strokes gained T to green is another statistic that I look at. Uh, you look at not only recent form, but you look at uh, how players have, have played at Augusta because it's a very unique golf course that requires a lot of unique shot making. So you just kind of mix it up and uh, look at it that way. Tomorrow, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith almost certainly going to be the final twosome. One thing I'll be looking at is going to be that matchup. Uh, the fourth round matchup. Cameron Smith will be uh, obviously trailing Scheffler by several strokes, but I believe he will be the favorite in that fourth round matchup uh, since Scheffler has a few strokes to play with. So I say Cameron Smith's going to be about minus 120, minus 125 over Scheffler, and I'll probably take a, a shot at uh, Smith in the fourth round matchup uh, at, as long as the odds are fairly reasonable, the price is reasonable in that matchup. 
Well, interesting development here. Cameron Smith taps in about a three-footer on 18 for his par. He shoots a magnificent uh, magnificent 68. He is at six under par through three rounds of the 86th Masters. And Scotty Scheffler, he makes that chip on 15, leaves himself about 25 feet and rolls it past the hole down towards the creek, probably about 12 feet past the hole. So he's got that comebacker for par. He could drop another shot here, and there's your three three-stroke uh, three margin with three holes still left to play for Scotty Scheffler, including the very difficult 17th and 18th. So uh, this golf tournament far from over. Uh, Paul, you mentioned you have the future ticket on Scotty Scheffler. I've got futures tickets on Cameron Smith and Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry, not all that impressive today, an even par round through 16 holes, and it looks like he just tapped in for another par at 17. So uh, unless he can birdie 18, he'll go to the clubhouse uh, at minus three or worse and still be at least six or seven shots off the pace. And that's maybe a little bit too much ground to make up on Sunday. But I do like the ticket I have in hand with Cameron Smith. And like you say, typically the Masters winners come from that final pairing on Sunday. And he is very likely to be in that final pairing with Scotty Scheffler. Do you have any other futures plays that uh, are still live heading into Championship Sunday? Not really. I, I took a ticket on Corey Connors, but he's at uh, minus one. So I don't think uh, I had, I think, a total of six tickets as far as futures. So, um, you know, my only live golfer is going to be, uh, you know, Scheffler. I took him at 26 to one. And again, I'm kind of not so much a hedge. I mean, I just like uh, if it's three, uh, three stroke lead, uh, the fact that Scheffler's playing in front and, and could have a stroke to play with, you know, on the 72nd hole uh, tomorrow certainly plays into the fact that I'll probably play Smith in a, a fourth round matchup, but Cameron Smith, again, a lot of it just based on how well he's playing, how well he's striking the ball. Uh, Swartz will might be five back uh, starting Sunday, but it pretty much shapes up uh, for the most part to be a, a two horse race, in my opinion, between Scheffler and Smith. So Paul, with that said, if you're looking to get involved elsewhere coming into the last round, what are we going to see from some of these guys that maybe are like six or seven shots back? Yeah, not going to be looking to get to the top dog, but they're still going to be looking to place. Do you start to see players be more aggressive in their last round, knowing that, all right, number one is probably not going to happen. I'm not going to put that green jacket on, but I can move myself up the prize pool, but I want to be aggressive in play. Does that typically happen on the last round in particular for the Masters? And do you get involved maybe trying to find some guys that play well when they're being overly aggressive? Yeah, I mean, certainly some guys will take a more aggressive approach than others, uh, you know, trailing by the number of strokes that they'll be behind. Um, you know, that's kind of the $64,000 question, kind of figuring out who's going who's gonna to play well uh, and who's maybe going to pack it in and be thinking about next week or, or next month's major, <laughs> the PGA there in Tulsa. But uh, one guy that's really been steady, he's finished uh, in the, the 2021 uh, Masters. He had a top 20 finish, and then the fall Masters in 2020, also uh, a top 20 finish, I believe, is Canadian Corey Connors. I really like to play the way he's been playing. Excellent ball striker, uh, very good in those uh, metrics that I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier. So uh, Connors is a guy, I mostly look at matchups, uh, James, and of course at this point we don't know uh, who those matchups will be for betting purposes in the fourth round. But Connors is a guy that I'll be looking at closely perhaps to take in a matchup if the matchup is favorable and the price is right. Yeah, of course, we will have the final pairings, and those will be matchups posted here before the final round, and we'll see if we can find some value. Paul, thank you very much for your contributions today. Enjoy the rest of the Masters, and we'll talk to you again soon. Same to you guys, and uh, have me on any time. I love talking golf with you guys. All right, that is Paul Stone. You can follow him on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports, one of the best guys in the industry. We'll be back with more James Salinas and Brady Cannon on the VSIN Bet Center. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And James, we were talking with Paul Stone, and you asked the great question you know, how can you try and handicap the mental approach of some of these players that are no longer have a shot to win the 86th edition of the Masters on Sunday, and what is their motivation? Certainly money is a motivator the higher up they are on the leaderboard, but I'll tell you one little clue. It, you and I, uh, we're actually not doing a show tomorrow, but if you're on and, and you want to have a little bit of action on the Masters, it is very important for these guys to finish inside the top 12, okay, this, this, this tournament here. Anybody at 12 or higher on the leaderboard will get invited to the Masters next year if they don't already qualify, if they're not a former champion, if they're not in the top 50 in the world golf rankings. So, you know, those guys certainly have some real motivation to come back here and play in this tournament once again. You look at Cameron Champ. He's currently tied for 14th. He's probably a guy that may not be in the top 50 in the world rankings. Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, Harry Higgs, J.J. Spawn, Minwoo Lee, Lucas Glover. So you can kind of go on down the list there, compare it with the world golf rankings and where they are in the leaderboard here. Maybe you can find some head-to-head matchups there, James, with some guys that truly will have some motivation. Well, and that's kind of thinking about, so somebody like, I just like saying the name Taylor Gooch. I used to coach a kid. His name was Porter Gooch. So I I think, but I think thinking about those players, right? These are are fringe players, or at least in this case here, to get the invite to come back to the Masters next year. Absolutely. It's all about, we were just talking about NBA a couple segments ago, right? And trying to, part of the handicap isn't the matchup on the floor. The the, the handicap is who's even going to be on the floor for one, and then do they even care? Are they going to give much effort within that game? And so, yeah, finding those guys that are going to be hungry. I want to be in that top 12. I want to get that automatic invite next year because I'm not that top 50. So that's a that's great insight, Brady, to be able to think about. And I will be on the air tomorrow and I will be probably yeah, trying to get myself more disciplined now that college basketball and the NFL are out of the way and, and dial some things back. But I think because it is the last day and and for the Masters and ultimately this is the only tournament that for the most part that I'll watch from in a sense start to finish. Not the entire day obviously because it's a, it's from start to finish. What are we talking like 10, 12 hours each day? But it is it, this is probably the only tournament, golf tournament for myself that I will watch for a full four days. 
And, of course, next up, as Paul Stone mentioned, in mid-May, we have the PGA Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then right around Father's Day, we have the U.S. Open. That'll be at the Country Club in Massachusetts. And then we wrap it all up with the British Open at the Old Course at St. Andrews. I think it's like the 150th year anniversary of the opening of the Old Course. And I believe your last winner there was 2015, Zach Johnson, in a playoff over Louis Eustazen and Mark Leishman. Jason Day might have been in that playoff as well. By the way, the odds have changed. Scotty Scheffler did bogey the 15th hole, the par 5, and he's got about 40 feet left for his birdie on 16. So he's going to have a pretty lengthy two-putt to save par there on 16. Right now, just a three-shot advantage over Cameron Smith, who is in the clubhouse after shooting a 68. Right now, Scotty Scheffler at 9 under par. Cameron Smith at six under par. Scotty Scheffler now minus 200 to win the Masters. Cameron Smith at plus 250. James, we've got some baseball coming up here pretty quick at the top of the hour. Let's take a look at a couple of these games. The Mets and the Nationals. The New York Mets, the road favorite here, opened at minus 135 with a total of nine and a half. And New York has taken the first two games of this series. It's a four-game series. It'll be Johan Adone going for the Nationals, facing Chris Bassett, the newly acquired Chris Bassett from the Oakland A's. This one in D.C., of course. Adone made his Major League debut late last season in September, and I mentioned Bassett coming over from the Oakland A's. He was an all-star. So the Mets, you know that they loaded up with all kinds of talent. Max Scherzer getting the win for his new team on Friday. Now they go with Chris Bassett to try and make it three in a row and the Mets have seen a little money now up to minus 140 favorites the total James unchanged well and for the poor rookie here rolling in only had one start under his belt in the bigs this is going to be a tough matchup for an angry lineup coming from the New York Mets (laughs) the first two games they've had two of their all-stars plunked and not only hit by pitch hit in the face hit in the mouth I mean I think Lindor chipped some teeth last night actually it looked a lot worse than what the the aftermath for Lindor getting tagged upstairs Uh, I mean that looked really bad but fortunately for him maybe just a fat lip and a couple chipped teeth here but a Alonzo getting hit in the face in the first game. This is going to be an angry lineup stepping in here. And we know these divisional teams. And you get you get a team like the Mets, Brady, that is, you know, baseball is just the, the in a sense, the haves and the have-nots. And you mentioned Chris Bassett coming over from the Oakland A's. Man, what happened to Oakland? Just uh, t- such a fire sale from that team. I don't know. Are they really trying to tank that this season to to have the, you know, the 100-some-odd the fans that actually go to the Coliseum there and root on the A's to say, yeah, get them out of here, and they might end up in Las Vegas. I don't know if there's some underlying motives there for what the Oakland A's are doing, but for the Mets, not only with Bassett coming over here, but you know he doesn't have to go and be an ace for this team. They've already got the aces there with Degrom, and you mentioned Scherzer coming over for the Mets, but. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a, a tall order for this young kid, young rookie here for Adon to have to step in for the Nationals. I get why the money's rolling in on the Mets. I'm not really looking at betting any kind of sides right now in Major League Baseball. We're just two or three days in, depending on the team that you're looking at to start the season. We know it's such a grind is the Major League Baseball season can be, but I think for here, I, I understand where the Mets where that money is coming on the Mets. If I was going to play this game, that's the way I'd be going to. Yeah, I was uh, looking at the Mets on opening day. I was on my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni, and I made some uh, season-long win total plays and some division plays. I have not gotten involved in a day-to-day game play just yet. I probably let a week go by or so, but I really like the Mets on the road in the opener at the Nationals with Tyler McGill on the hill, and we know that Mets pitching staff has so much star power. DeGrom, of course, going to be on the shelf for a few weeks or what have you. Scherzer didn't get the opening day start because he was still nursing something. Of course, he went on Friday, uh, and now you've got uh, and now you've got Bassett going for the Mets today. But Tyler McGill, probably about the fourth or fifth starter in that lineup, but that kid's really good, and he was a guy I was willing to bet on on opening day. Didn't make a play. But on Stormy's show, I said, you know, th- watch out for this kid. He's kind of the unknown commodity of that Mets staff, and, and, and I really like him. I think he's got a bright future and will really help this Mets team this season. Uh, let's take a look at the Reds and the Braves. Tyler Maley got a great effort out of opening day f- from him, and the Cincinnati Reds went on to beat the Braves in that one as underdogs. The Braves 
evened up the series on Friday night. They opened as 175 favorites with a total of 10 here in Game 3. Kyle Wright will get the ball for Atlanta, facing a second-year man, Vladimir Gutierrez. And Gutierrez was very strong for this Cincinnati team last year. But I tell you, James, you talk about the A's fire sale, the Reds as well. They just got rid of so many people I wasn't necessarily surprised that that, that Maley was able to... Tyler Maley's a very good pitcher. I wasn't necessarily surprised by that result, but I, I don't know what to think about this Reds club. Are they going to surprise... Everybody's kind of down on the Reds because of what they did, and I don't know if they're going to surprise anybody. I don't think so either. It's really just paying to see Joey Votto, and that's the, the last holdover, and been there, the longstanding player there for the Cincinnati Reds, but yeah, likely to, similar to the A's, just letting so many players go, and just, I mean, and that's been Oakland. Oakland being able to do that and still basically remain competitive for the last two, two, two plus decades with the shortest payroll, one of the shortest payrolls in Major League Baseball, and now Cincinnati really wanting to pinch pennies there, and it's just the haves and have-nots again, and and I think for the Braves, that's not a team, for a team that, that coming off the World Series, the expectations coming off of, uh, was that actually the best team that, won, that was out there last year? Yes, they won the World Series. Could you say that they were the best team in Major League Baseball? No, but we know when you get in the playoffs, you get a couple starting pitchers that get hot, you get a couple hot bats, and that you can roll through a few series and, and clinch that World Series title. I think for the Braves, they're going to be dealing with some of the, all the things that go on in the offseason and the distractions that go with being a World Series champ. Here, I mean, with, with looking at the, the pitching matchup and Kyle Wright really just didn't throw a whole lot of innings coming back from, from injury last year. So I, I tend to typically either bet against or stay away from guys that are coming off and really didn't have much of a season last year. It's still trying to build their arm out. And to this point here, Brady, too, the shortened spring training, that's something that I think we have to be mindful of for whether it be pitchers just trying to get some length and stretch out their arms each and every start that they go. But also these players, too, not fully conditioned and not in the best to shape because of a short spring training. Something to really keep an eye on is looking at the injury report here. No play for me in this matchup. No, it's absolutely a great call. There was uh, some people on social media moaning and groaning about the kid that had a no-hitter going on Friday night, and then he got pulled And, uh, you know, he'd thrown 88 pitches and everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was exactly to your point. Hey, he didn't yeah. have the traditional training, you know, length of time. And, and let's let that arm rest and, and, and save it for another day. So, no, a very well point taken there uh, when you're looking at your handicap uh, for baseball. By the way, Florida and Nashville, the Predators and the Panthers tied at one apiece after the first intermission. Your live total still at seven. Some baseball scores for you. New York still leading the Boston Red Sox forward two in the ninth inning. We'll talk a little more baseball on the other side right here of the Bet Center. Bet. 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 I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.